0: Hold the line and always and and always and Little yellow for you this morning, this uh, afternoon, this evening, whatever the fuck we are
1: <laughs> um, Is that a, a, Hold the line. that's a little peek into how we're doing, I guess We don't even know what time of day it is um, And it's, it, it rained today for the first time in like nine years, I think
0: well, it's been a full moon I think we're on the other side of a full moon, which is, what is that called?
1: i have no idea all is, that, is that a Eve. bad thing
0: no i don't know um we're a podcast <laughs> it's called the side talks podcast
1: yeah what's it's, up ding dongs yeah, we're here to talk about uh, cinema Corey craft yeah
0: rachel morgan all right movie talk
1: <laughs> get ready for a five minute fight
0: five minute round one fight, fight. Time for a five-minute fight. Five-minute fight. I'm on the positive side today. Go ahead and start the timer, Brad. I'm
1: mixed to lightly negative on this movie.
0: Oh, you see how he backpedals. He does. He really... Three
1: stars out of five. I've never said this was anything better than okay or worse than like... It's a cute film.
0: We're talking about a film called Marcel the Shell.
1: Yeah, he's a shell. He's got shoes on.
0: What's your problem with this film? That's,
1: I don't know. do like, cute. Don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, He's a wow. shell. He's got shoes on. We're going to talk about death. His grandma is played by Isabella Rossellini. Exactly. You should love um, that. I really you should. You should love that. Uh, the, the whole thing just has this kind of like twee sort of like bespoke gift cards that you get an anthropology sort of feel to it. Like, I I, I don't mean to be, like, completely dismissive, because there's a lot to like in this movie, and I thought the original, like, web shorts were cute or whatever, but, like, I don't get it. I don't understand, like, a feature with a shell with shoes on what are we doing here folks so, like what's with the shell what's why why has he got shoes on
0: oh my gosh did you were you sleeping during the film
1: no i watched so, the whole thing and i was just kind of like at most like he's a shell i got it he's oh a little my guy gosh. does little guy stuff
0: okay so I think the problem is with you because you continue to reference the That's fact that that you typically don't get the it case. that you don't get it. So yeah. it's it's you it's on you you don't get it. I've never I've never
1: maintained otherwise. Look, uh, this this 5 minute fight I think causes uh, controversy where no controversy really exists. Listen, I've never pretended that this is bad. I've always said I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. Explain it to me. He's a shell. I'm not
0: going to explain Marcel the shell to you because that's that's some kind of weird fucked up reverse psychology that you're trying to what do. What are you talking and about? And I'm not I, accepting what? it. It's me a fine. You it's a cute little like, film. Let me tell you something. is
1: this, fucked up reverse psychology?
0: No, nobody is... You see how he's twisting shit around. No one is saying this film should be in the canon. <laughs> Nobody is saying this film should be... It is, it is 99% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. You throw that out all the time. So here's the deal. It's, it's, a fi- it's just a fine film. It's not on my list of the best of the year. Certainly not on anybody's list of the best films of all time. But... You know, it has a particular audience. There's nothing else quite like it out there in the last few years. I like Stop Action. I don't love the look of the shell, but I think some people can get with that shell.
1: People love that they shell. They like
0: that little shell. And th- th- here's where it kind of wins me the Leslie Stahl stuff, the 60 Minute stuff is pretty adorable. And I love the inclusion of her in it. I do like that. Yeah, I th- it's I cute. I think, yeah. It's I- a shell. Oh my gosh! Shoes on. Okay, so let me also say this because I will take it a little step further and say it's yes, it's it's a slight little film that doesn't do a whole lot, but and it has some sentimental messaging that probably is a little irritating to a lot of people. Yep. But including Corey. But here's the thing: I think it's really for this particular kind of audience that's. Around the age of something like an eight-year-old to maybe a 13-year-old. And it has this message about, not just about death and dealing with death, but the fact that things are going to change yeah. and that getting used to change can be really, really uncomfortable and difficult, but that it, while it may seem horrible, it actually can oftentimes... Be a good thing. Sure. That's a great message for somebody who's of the age of 18 to 13. Especially in a post pandemic. If if I I thought this
1: film was actually made for 8 to 13 year olds, I would agree. This is made made for 824 you know, fans, this is made for 20 somethings.
0: I think your issues with the marketing. I don't know. I, I actually think so. don't think this film is made for, I mean, I think it's kind of an everybody film, right? It's the same way that like, who is Hocus Pocus made for, but yet there's grown ass adults sitting. Yeah. It's a Hocus baby po- time.
1: Hocus Pocus but, was made for babies. But
0: there's grown ass adults sitting in the theater, enjoying themselves. So uh, same with every, you know, there's a reason why people want to do frozen fucking karaoke. You know, it, adults <laughs> like stupid baby shit. And this is less stupid than a lot of baby shit that's out there.
1: I'd say, I don't think it's a stupid movie, but it's it's certainly very just kind of, I don't know, shallow.
0: I disagree. I disagree. It's fine. It's, I He's disagree. I don't think it's totally shallow. I mean, I think the Jackass movie that you supported is kind of shallow. This is not... I, this you don't is think certainly, there's certainly uh, has depth more depth to th- guys
1: flattening each other's dicks? <laughs>
0: certainly has more depth than, than a ball kick. But... And it's funny at times. It has some little funny moments. There's oftentimes when things are happening, but I'm like, okay, I'm not laugh out loud funny, but I can get, you know, whatever. It's a little, it's got a little humor to it. But there are moments where, where I thought it was really kind of really pretty funny. And I thought it did a good job of incorporating the thing that a lot of people find very frustrating, difficult to do, which is the incorporating the internet phenomenon, internet videos with a feature length film.
1: Yeah. I mean, Sam agrees with you. He loves this fucking movie. Everybody loves this movie. I
0: don't think everybody does love it, even though it's 99% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which means nothing to me. But uh, I'm going to use it all the same.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I um, just bought this movie on 4K Blu-ray, so I'll rewatch it. Oh, my gosh. The 4K uh, in the mail from our friends at A24, Uh, not as a promotional item, I have to say. I bought it. I bought it with money. Uh, that I am going to, you know, I'm happy that I spent it on on Marcel. It's so weird that you fought
0: on. against this film and you bought it on Blu ray. It's not that I'll weird. I'll tell <laughs> you my biggest issue with this film is that it shouldn't be rated PG. This is crazy Boy, to you me want that to this say film. Fuck? No, I want them to drop this to a G rating. I think this is a film, uh, I, I think it's ridiculous. You think it should be.
1: Rated kinder, not that like yes. the filmmakers should have been more extreme in their yes. vision. I want this to see the shells just like tearing each other apart, right?
0: And I mean, or if it's going to be PG, let's have a little of that then. But really, what I want is a G rating on this thing because just uh, what's funny to me is oh, parental guidance because something about death happens. Y'all, stupid. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like a Bambi. Sam. Um, All right. Look, I see Corey's point. It's a little too twee. It's a little 500 days of summer greeting cards. But I think Corey's hung up on the concept. Like, you just don't really think about it. He's a shell with shoes on, and that's that. Um... I mean, plus, yeah, the Blu-ray release is kind of incredible. It has his footprint footprints like he walked across the disc. Um, it's really cute. Plus, Isabelle Rossellini and Nathan Fielder cast in the same movie. I mean, how can you say one negative thing about this? I forgot. Even though Nathan it is a little too twee. Um, okay, huge bonus points to Rachel for the brutal. I think the problem here is you. Cause it sounds like Corey just kind of hates sentimentality. Um, but yet he doesn't, which yeah. is what's so weird. In this weird shell form.
0: Yeah, he hates shell mentality, <laughs> shell sentimentality, there shell mentality.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna say Rachel wins by a million points. Um, and Marcel and his shell community are all moving into Corey's house. They just told me.
1: I mean, we'll be friends. We'll hang out. Like you're I'm gonna not, sit on him. Th- it'll be fine. Like I hang out with, hang out with shells with shoes on. Sure. you are gonna not?
2: fall into your popcorn, and you're gonna take a bite. Oh how twee! I'm
0: just glad that finally, finally, after all these years, Brad, that Corey dislikes something that's really sweet and kind.
2: That's fair. Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
0: I don't even dislike it that much. <laughs> He's a shell. Sounds, He's like, you on. It. He's like, Sounds me like you hate it's it. Sounds like you hate it. You hate Marcel <laughs> the Shell. Fuck off.
2: Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker.
0: Uh, of uh. uh, 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 uh <laughs>
1: Man, that's weird.
0: So I was digging around to kind of decide what to do in mm-hmm. this episode of of Man That's Weird, the segment of, of of Man That's Weird of this episode of Side Talks, and recently we lost Loretta Lynn. That's right. Very, very sad. So I thought that I would see if there was anything interesting, odd, strange in the world of Coal Miner's Daughter. Sure. Okay. Do you have you seen Coal Miner's Daughter?
1: I watched it the night she passed away.
0: I uh, love this movie. Do you like it?
1: I liked it a lot. It was the first time I'd seen it. And oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really thought it was great, actually. Yeah. Sissy SpaceX performance is as good as everybody says.
0: So I have some well weird facts about okay. this film. The first being that Sissy Spacek won, of course, Best Actress uh, for the uh, an Oscar for Best Actress for this, for playing Loretta Lynn in this film, right? Yep. And guess who was in the audience to witness the win? But Loretta Lynn. Sure, that makes which sense. Which is unusual. It's very unusual to have a living person being profiled in the audience when Academy Award is won for the role. Yeah. But interestingly, that same evening, Jake LaMotta was in the audience to see Robert De Niro win for best actor for his portrayal of him in raging bull.
1: Awesome. Yeah. is kind
0: of cool. Did you realize that Sissy Spacek was initially incredibly reluctant to take the role of Loretta Lynn and coal Miner's daughter?
1: Yeah. You know, when, when Loretta passed, um, I read that in an article, actually, she was deciding between that and another movie, but I can't remember the director of the other movie.
0: Well, she, she was really on the fence about it and didn't, I just think she was challenged by the fact that she didn't think she could pull it off and maybe wasn't the right role for her and the singing. Sure. Was throwing her a bit. So she actually insisted on doing her own singing, thinking it would push the producers away from just dis- from choosing her. And it didn't. And of course, as you know, Sissy Spacek did do her own singing in the film. Yep. And so insisting on doing her own singing didn't work. And then to double down on this, Loretta Lynn went on a talk show and prematurely announced that Sissy Spacek was going to be playing her in an upcoming motion picture, which further put Sissy Spacek's feet to the fire a bit there to yeah. make a decision – in the direction of coal miner's daughter and so with the accepting of her doing her own singing and loretta lens prodding she continued to have issues with whether or not she should take the role and so interestingly she went to her mother-in-law for advice and her mother-in-law gave her some very southern mother-in-law-ish advice which was to pray for a sign
1: Uh uh-huh
0: and which sissy spacek did and later that night, she's still wrestling over what to do, got in her car to go for a drive to clear her head, and as she pulled out of the driveway, guess what came on the radio?
1: Coal Miner's daughter. You got it. Oh, ding,
0: ding, ding. This is the tall tale, right? Yeah. But it, indeed, she, according to Sissy Spacek, heard that song and then called her agent the next day and told them that she would take the role.
1: Good decision, ultimately. <laughs>
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, and so does the uh, the Academy. Yep. Uh, did you realize that this is one of the very few roles in which Meryl Streep was actually turned down for? Uh,
1: I did not. Did she, she wanted to play Loretta Lynn.
0: Yeah. Or her agent huh. wanted her to. I don't know if how, how much of Meryl's heart was in it, but there was certainly some interest there, and she was pushed aside for the role.
1: That's probably best for
0: everybody. I think so, too.
1: I mean, Meryl wasn't Meryl in 1980. She, she kind of blows up. In the early '80s, with um, well, with Sophie's Choice in '83,
0: right, really the sort of turning point. In She's her already an
1: Oscar winner, I think, for supporting actress. I think for The Deer Hunter or no Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer, Kramer. That's which the one. Okay, that that's that's a big one for her.
0: Taylor Swift is referenced as her reason for wanting to, one of her reasons for wanting to become a director. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. She made a big announcement at TIFF that she wants to direct. She's hot to direct. And uh, she referenced Kramer versus Kramer. So
1: All right. All right, Taylor. <laughs> I'll watch it.
0: Uh, Beverly D'Angelo and Coal Miner's daughter uh-huh. plays Patsy Klein. Yep. It's a relationship that's profiled in this film that I actually love a lot. It's one of the most memorable things to me about the film. yes yeah. the Loretta and Patsy kind of thing, and this is true to life, obviously, and and uh, true to sort of Loretta's as we're hearing more and more about Loretta's I don't know legacy. There's some mentions of Patsy Cline in that, it's of course, coming up time and time again. Well, did you know who play? You know who plays uh, Patsy Cline in Sweet Dreams in the film about Patsy Cline? No, Jessica Lange. Oh. You didn't know that? No,
1: I didn't. I, That's I, an interesting
0: one. One of the, in my opinion, and I haven't seen every single film in the world with a plane wreck,
1: uh-huh.
0: plane crash, but this is one of, to me, the, one of the most chilling plane crash sequences in a film ever huh, okay. of what I've seen. Yep. Now, both of those films, Sweet Dreams, the film about Patsy Cline, Coal Miner's Daughter, the film about Loretta Lynn, Loretti, both of those have this, they share the same producer, Bernard Schwartz. Okay. And Loretta is actually left out of Sweet Dreams. And this is a big fan hiccup. Like, fans are pissed about this. Uh But supposedly, according to Schwartz, he believed that Loretta Lynn and Klein's friendship had already been explored thoroughly in Coal Miner's Daughter and felt it was best to leave it out so they could focus on other parts of Patsy's life. Well,
1: okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah. The scene in Coal Miner's Daughter... Which I haven't seen as recently as you. Yeah. But the scene in which they're in the she's hears on the radio, I think that Patsy Cline has passed away. Yeah, yeah. Is a chilling scene to me. That's a incredibly upsetting and memorable scene. I'm yeah,
1: happy. they wake up to that news. Yeah. Because um, the radio is playing a Patsy Cline song, and then they deliver the news. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty great moment of uh, performance there.
0: Agreed. Well, that's all the weird or connective or whatever you want to call them facts i've got about call my daughter even though it does go on for a while i, I was trying to be reductive and, pu- and pull out the very best
1: sure yeah. you've got a lot of really noteworthy stuff in there blonde tommy lee jones which is a little uncanny
0: a little unsettling yeah
1: i mean they dyed his eyebrows which is pretty weird uh leave it on helm of course uh i think that's his first performance as an actor he
0: plays her father yeah so I do have one more weird little fact I can tell okay. you a little fun thing from maybe not so fun thing from set which is that supposedly maybe another tall tale here that when Loretta Lynn first saw on the set saw this gentleman playing her father that she passed out because oh. he so embodied her father that it freaked her out and she passed out yeah wow there you go hmm. but yes a lot of amazing and fun and odd facts
1: yeah good movie if you haven't seen it in a while it's worth revisiting especially now that we've lost loretta lynn sadly yes well thank you so much for listening to this episode of side talks i've been Corey craft the shell with shoes on
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I do have shoes on.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wear your own personal cinematic Doritos loaded and Cinefuego toast.
1: <laughs> what is Cinefuego toast? You're going to freaking
0: love this one. Actually, let's,
1: what's all of it? Just
0: Yeah, let's back up a little bit here. Okay. I need you to know that Doritos, I wonder who wrote this, is a bold snack loaded with melty cheese on the inside and Doritos coating on the exterior.
1: Oh, is this this, like fast a hot food thing food. that they yeah, did a for a while food.
0: yeah it's a hot like food. a hot pocket it's like a little doritos hot pocket yeah
1: i don't like that
0: mm. i, I wonder like that. how long that ingre- ingredients list is it's a good page and a half <laughs> yeah, it's quite long. More, it's more, got to be. more importantly which I'm, ha- I'm gonna have to really strain my eyes because i i thought i had enough space to write all this information and there's more information about son of fuego toast which i can't even barely say than I really originally thought, so I'm having to f- like my writing is really tiny here. Sine so are you ready for this? Toast. All right, it's a limited edition whoa cereal, right? <laughs> that includes a blast of cinnadust.
1: It's like a non renewable resource. <laughs> Do They really call it cinnadust.
0: Cinnadust Dust with a little trademark afterwards. Oh my god! With a blast of cinnadust and hot pepper that breathes fiery flavor into each crispy square. And this is
1: a breakfast cereal. Yes. <laughs> like a spicy breakfast cereal? Yeah.
0: yeah. I think this is less about which one do you want to be and which more about which one of these, Corey, if you had to eat eat an entire plate of it or bowl of it in this in the fuego sense. Which one would you pick?
1: I don't know. None of these sound like real food.
0: It's easy. This Bro, is Bro, you don't want
1: hot stuff in no. your milk.
0: No, you absolutely go with the Doritos loaded. That could be actually good. <laughs> What am I dipping? I need some dipping sauce for that, though. I can't just go straight up Doritos. You know, I'll, I'll, be,
1: I'll be controversial here. I'll try the I'll try the spicy cereal. Blech. Oh, God, dude. I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it.
0: You just You just like that cinna dust.
1: I mean, I am a fiend for cinna dust. It is well documented.
0: <laughs> Actually, Corey was doing a couple of lines of cinna dust oh when we first God. came in here.
1: <laughs> I, I had to get a blast of cinnamon uh, flavoring.
0: That's right. Anyway... Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. Go enjoy some Cine dust.
1: I wasn't doing drugs. That was that was a made up joke. <laughs> hey,
0: who said Cynodust was a drug?
1: Why well, wasn't doing a perfectly doing Cine legal dust
0: substance? Either. Um Fuego.
1: speaking of perfectly legal substances, thanks to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. Yeah. Serving up delicious, necessary coffee. They've got this fall menu now with these specialty drinks. I
0: haven't been yet huh? since the fall kicked in. What Ooh. tell me a little bit?
1: Uh there's Is a Is there a pumpkin there, situation? Well, actually this is apropos. There's a spicy chili mocha.
0: That sounds good. Yeah,
1: I can yeah. deal with that. I can that's... deal with a
0: hot drink that's got a little spice to it. Well, or actually, I love a spicy margarita.
1: I got, I, I got it iced. I, I got, a, I got the the mocha iced. Okay. And I'll tell you what, like. I mean, you know, adding a little kick to chocolate is no, nothing new, so I guess that that works out. But I thought it was really good, and their their Harvest Spice Latte, which is kind of okay. you know the Listen, the fall pumpkiny Fory, thing, it's it's really great.
0: I'll give you ten dollars, okay, if you'll take your ass into Revelator Coffee, walk up to the counter, and go, you know what? All these fall drinks need a little sprinkle of cinnadust, and I know because you sponsor me on a podcast.
1: <laughs> That's ten dollars coming to you. That's not enough money. <laughs> uh thanks uh to batwell studios. batwell studios thanks brad yes sir and uh visit us online sidewalkfest.com? Sidewalkfest.com,
0: at sidewalk Sidewalkfest.com sidewalk fest.com sidewalk my
1: brain was just like which one's which
0: <laughs> i told you he did a line of cine dust and now he's proving <laughs> oh, it god
1: at sidewalk film on social media come see a movie with us at the cinema bye, bye.
0: batwell studios podcast division your words our expertise